Welcome to the Friends with Money podcast, brought to you by Money Magazine, creating financial freedom for Australians since 1999. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Friends with Money, Money Magazine's podcast to help you earn, save, and achieve your financial goals. My name is Tom Watson, a senior journalist here at Money Magazine, and as always, it's great to be with you. We are just days out from Christmas, which hopefully means that uh, any Christmas shopping you were planning to do, dear listeners, is already done and dusted. Mine is uh, is sadly not. Buying for others, that's obviously a wonderful thing to do, but there are uh, one or two things you might want to add to your own wish list. Some stocks to put in your stocking, perhaps. And uh, let's be clear, that's uh, stocks, not socks. Where to start, though? Well, ready to impart his wisdom on the subject is our guest today, money contributor and chief investment analyst at Wealth Within, Dale Gillum. Dale, welcome to Friends With Money. Oh, thank you for having me. You are very welcome. And very quickly up top, are you uh, the kind of man who's just wanted to see, sto- uh, to see socks, I should say, uh, at Christmas time? No, I don't get too much excited about Christmas stocks and uh, socks and my wife and I are very much the, the, the kind of people that if we need something, we go and buy it. But um, I don't get too excited about presents nowadays. I think I'm a bit old for that. I think so. I'm getting the same way, Dale. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's crack into things. And uh, before we get into some mm-hmm. specific stocks, um, can you maybe give us a, a bit of a, a lay of the land? How have the, uh, the market's been performing recently? Oh, look, you did have to say the Australian stock market has been pretty poor this year. Um, and it's been one of a frustrating one for a lot of investors because what I find is people don't fully understand how the market works. Um, and so it, that can lead to lots of frustration. Sometimes it's jumping out of the market and going somewhere else. Other times they react with a lot of FOMO. They just see a stock move. And because the market's been pretty poor, they just try and jump on something that's moving, mm. hoping to to get a profit. So that's one of the Issues that I see a lot of people um, fall into in years like we've seen uh, this current year, because pretty much we've done nothing all year. So we're pretty much at zero. Although the last few months, I just keep getting more and more excited. And it was only the other night on our um, live stream that we do, we do for YouTube every Tuesday night that I just got, we're just so excited about the Australian market and the potential, because it's really much about Buffett talks about buying doom, selling boom. So when the market looks like it's terrible and everybody else is talking about how bad the market is or how doom and gloom things are out there, that's the time to be prepared. And it's being that Boy Scout type thing. You get prepared in times like this. So I've been saying on my podcasts um, and with all the things that I'm doing that get prepared. If you, if you need to read books and learn, do that now. If you want to do some research on stocks, do that now. Get your portfolio or what you want for your portfolio prepared. And if it's prepared, then when the opportunity comes, it's going to happen. So, mm. and that's what I think we're right at the moment. It's sort of like a jack in the box, which wound up tight. It's ready to go. So I think 2024 will be really great for our market. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Fingers crossed that is the case. And you've, uh, you've already answered my next question. So that's always appreciated. That um, means that we can kind of get right into the meat of today's episode then, Dale, and, uh, and let you talk about some of the, uh, some of the stocks that are... Uh, I guess, uh, you like the look of. So where would you like to start? Well, I think I'd like to, to me, it's always about content and context of that with the market is all too often I find people pick stocks and hope they fit into their portfolio rather than 
work out what type of portfolio they'd like, and then f- have the stocks fitted for that. Because what happens with when you do it that way, you get a lot, a lot less stocks to look at. Um, and what I mean by that is if you might want a, a superannuation portfolio or a blue chip portfolio, then you, you can just ignore all the small caps and all the speculative stocks and micro cap stocks and all those mid cap 50 stocks. So you're narrowing down your focus. So to me, I'd suggest to people to look at what you want to achieve that's based on your risk profile. First and foremost, not look at the stocks first. So once you understand the portfolio that you want that fits with your lifestyle and your goals, then it's easy to find the stocks. And for most people, that's top 100. Um, and as, an, as a professional trader myself and, and a fund manager, as you mentioned, we don't go outside the top 100 because you don't need to. You don't need to invest overseas. You just need to stick to that top 100 if you want a good blue chip portfolio, good superannuation portfolio. And even a great growth portfolio, which often mm. surprises people. So the stocks I'm going to talk about today are very much blue chip stocks. Like, um, for example, Combank. I love Combank at the moment. I think it's been going sideways and down for like six months. It hasn't done as much this year. Up until more recently, I was a little bit more leaning towards NAB um, and Westpac. But the last couple of weeks, they haven't shown me enough yet. But I do like Combank at the moment. I think into the coming year, that'll do really, really well for a stock that can fit in either a growth portfolio or a blue chip pot portfolio. And I'm talking medium term type of investing to trading. I'm not an advocate of buy and hold. And in fact, I'm a strong um, proponent of not doing buy and hold because over the last 20 years, I could go through the top 100 stocks and within about two minutes, you'd start going, yeah, now I know why Dale says this. Um, if I just go one stock at a time and just show you why buy and hold doesn't work, active investing works. So that means getting in, getting out, so letting the stock run. So I think Combank is one of the ones I really love at the moment. Another one I really love at the moment is Wes Farmers. I think that's mm. just, that's one of Australia's best companies, Wes Farmers, and it's it's in so many different things. So obviously, it's more retail based with Bunnings and those other um, brands that it does have in there, if, if Bunnings had JB Hi-Fi as well, I, that'd be the man's dream because we love going to Bunnings and we love going to JB Hi-Fi. You've nailed two of my favorite stores down, definitely. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's what I meant. So, but I do like West Farmers at the moment. It has been, uh, this year it's been quite ordinary, but the last couple of months, it's really looking good. It came back a few, a couple of weeks there last month, um, but it is now moving back up again. And I think that's a really nice buy. Again, for great blue chip, great uh, medium-term portfolio. When I mean by medium-term portfolio, I'm talking six months to two years in that sort of bracket. Mm. Um, Generally, you won't, just using some really, really simple rules that I teach investors, you'll generally find that they'll be in a stock for somewhere around six months to two years, um, just with some really basic rules that anybody can apply. Like I could teach a 10-year-old to do this stuff. And that'll get you very, very good returns out of your portfolio. And, and I, I know this because I, my first book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, that I launched in like 2004. People still use the rules in that, in this current market, to do really well on what I'm talking about. So to me, Combank, West Farmers, really, really great stock. Another one I'm liking at the moment, because I'm liking the energy sector, but I'm also liking materials and I'm liking financials. Because when financials and materials going, our market goes bullish. If they're both bearish, the market goes bearish. If they're one's going up, one's going down, the market doesn't go anywhere. And that's sort of what's happened this year. We've had mm-hmm. some of the materials companies going up, 
but the financials not doing very, very well. So it's held our market back. The US market has been running very much on technology, seven technology stocks. So it's creating that sort of false perception that the US market has been bullish, whereas broadly it's not. Um, and our market is financials and materials. And both of those look really good at the moment. Financials is really turning the corner. So once you see BHP, Rio, your Fortescue starting to move up, then the whole market will lift. That's why I think our market is looking good. So, um, so I do love, as I said, um, West Farmers and Combank from that sort of those sectors. I'm liking CSL at the moment too. I, that is, out of the GFC, that's been the best performing company in Australia. And explain, uh, explain to our listeners um, what CSL does now. Well, basically, CSL is in that um, 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 medical, bio, pharmaceuticals. That's the space that they're in. So mm. it is, I mean, people thought they would shoot off like a rocket with COVID and everything else, and they didn't. But they have performed poorly of late. But that was only to expected because they have had such a strong run over 10 years. Mm. Um, so they've come back a little bit quite normally. To me, they're hitting some nice support levels at the moment, and I think we're going to see some good growth out of CSL over the coming few years. I think it looks pretty good um, from that point of view. But I do love a couple of the other stocks I'm really, really loving right now is BHP and um, Fortescue. Mm-hmm. Not Familiar so much names. Rio. Um, so BHP and Fortescue from a material sector, I'm, I'm really liking. Um, they're sort of up. They've been moving up. They've just slowed off the last few months with the market conditions. Now, obviously, their strong growth will depend on whether China gets going a little bit more because of obviously iron ore. Um, China has slowed down and we've seen their economy uh, slow quite considerably over the last mm. couple of years. But I think that might be easing out and I think you know they should do quite well, BHP and, and Rio um, and Fortescue. But I'm, out of the two of those, my pick are Fortescue and BHP, not so much Rio um, from that point of view. But I do love those materials companies. One that I know has been so unloved that I was looking at yesterday, um, A2 Milk. A2 Milk. Interesting. Mm. I know. I thought that would shock you. Um, A2 Milk. It has just fallen so hard because of obviously, you know, China, what's mm. going on there. But it was overbought, so massively overbought because everybody kept jumping on it. What I know with investors is they – as a stock starts to move, they're not tend to be interested in it, but the more it moves, it's like a snowball, the more they get interested in it. And the masses generally buy at the top, not at the bottom. The smart investors buy at the bottom. And that's what I'm trying to say to people is you need to have a contrarian view. Now, if you've got a contrarian view and you go and look at um, A2 Milk, as a technical analyst and trader, I am just so excited about this stock. It's, I don't think it's going to go down any further. I think it's finding some good support now. And I think it'll start moving up in the near future. So that's one of my, I won't say it's a dark horse. Um, I'm just saying it may be a tiny little bit too early, but if it starts to move up, you don't have to get right on the lows. And I find a lot of people investing, trying to buy stocks going cheap. And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see investors do is they see a stock come down 10 or 15% and they jump in not thinking it's cheap. And then it goes 30% down and they more people buying it because they think it's cheap, but then it goes 50% down. So it wasn't cheap at 20% down or 30% down, and is it cheap at 50% down? Whereas A2 Milk, I think it's done a lot more than that. I think it's down about 75%, but it's hitting levels that I like at the moment. So if it starts to move up, 
and you don't have to see it move up next week. I'm talking about over a couple of months, it moves up nicely. Don't try and bottom pick. Um, I'd rather see a stock move up 10 or 20% off the bottom or even more to prove to me that it stopped falling and starting to go up because mm. I know the upside is huge on a stock like that. So I do like A2 Milk um, from that. A real specky that I'm liking at the moment, if I can throw that one into you, I was talking Please. to one of the directors of this company the other day. Um, they've just got FDA approval and it's called CompuMedics. And it's a real, um, they just got it, they're in that sleep type um, area of, um, how do I talk about it? Um, but they've got FDA approval under the other day and obviously their stock price took off um, once they got FDA approval. But I think there's a lot of legs in this one. So it's not just a spike because they've got FDA approval. I think there's a lot of legs um, in this one. So this is a really high specy stock. So I'm not suggesting anybody um, that isn't able to handle that sort of stock shouldn't be in it. So don't just get in it because Dale said, oh, I like CompuMedics. Um, do your research, go and look at all the reports, look at the announcements and decide for yourself. And maybe it's a little bit of your play money that you might get, you know, grandmother giving you $50 for Christmas. This is the sort of money that you put in that because if you lost it, it's not a problem. But I think it's, I think it's got a lot of legs and I think over the next couple of years, its turnover will probably double. Um, so wow. I think it looks pretty good. Um, so it's looking really good from a, a speculative type of buy. The other ones I like in the medical field are ResMed. I love ResMed at the moment. I think it's had a pretty bad time over recent times and you can get the flavor of what I talk about. I'm not talking about stocks that are going through the roof at the moment. I'm talking about stocks that have been unloved and that's what good investors do. They find good unloved stocks and then start to invest in those. So ResMed is another one I love at the moment. Um, still a tiny little bit too early and Sonic Healthcare is another one. But out of those two, ResMed is more my favorite stock. Um, and I, I've, I've liked ResMed for quite some time, but um, not that I've traded it too much myself, but I think it's come down enough. I think it's finding some really good support. And I think it's also in that sleep space because they get into that sleep apnea. Um, um, I can't remember, they're based in, they're an Australian company that started in Australia, but now they're based in San Diego and mm. have been for a long, long, long time. Um, but the products are great. And I think they're going to start to take off. And obviously, with the obesity crisis, we have more sleep apnea is coming. So it's only a growth space from their point of view. But as I said, the other one is Sonic Healthcare. I do like that one. So has Dale, that, is that enough stocks? You've given us so many names today already. I've uh, I've found it very fascinating. I'm sure you could uh, you could rattle off more as well if we uh, if we had the time, but sadly we don't. So thank you so much for giving everyone so much food for uh, thought and uh, and for giving us your time today as well, Dale. It's been a pleasure having you on and we'll have to get you back on before Christmas next time, next year. Anytime you like. Anytime you like, I'll be there. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. That's it for this episode of the Friends with Money podcast. But don't forget that you can keep up to date with all the latest financial news on our website, including some of Dale's own articles. And you can do that by heading over to moneymag.com.au. Or if you've got a question or a, uh, a topic you'd love for us to dive into, shoot us an email through to podcast at moneymag.com.au. As always, we'll be right back in your podcast feed next week, though. So until then, I'm Tom Watson. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Friends with Money podcast. For credible, independent and easy to understand financial commentary, visit moneymag.com.au. 
Please remember that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and further independent advice and research based on your personal circumstances should be sought before making an investment decision.